0: Welcome to Farscape Friday, Episode 22B. We'll be discussing Farscape Season 1. I'm Kay, here with my co-host, Taz. Hello there. Let's get started. Welcome back. Taz and I wanted to do a quick season one episode with our favorite moments, least favorite moments, and some of your listener comments. Taz, what was your favorite episode this season?
1: My favorite episode. I think on rewatch, I'm going to have to say The Hidden Memory and then Nerve and The Hidden Memory, kind of that two-parter part that goes together, because I had forgotten how just incredibly tense it was and how it completely changes the tone of it all. And when I was um, when we were putting together the hidden memory episode, I was also struck by the fact how it's really Aaron and Jelena's episode. Like they are the two that have the really strong character arcs throughout it. And I just find that really, really kind of cool to have, you know, these two women who are who are both caring about John and coming at it from different directions because they have different roles and it was just really neat. And also the introduction of Scorpius, who is my favorite villain of all time. So nerve in the hidden memory. So I'm cheating and picking two. But they're kind of a two-parter. What was your favorite episode of the season?
0: Well, you totally stole mine because it was those two also. <laughs> and I, I think the more I've been thinking about it, the more my reasoning is that when you really look at season one, the character arc is really Aaron's arc. Like Aaron has just the best character arc of the season, and it's also just the strongest arc because John lost his home, but Aaron lost her entire life. And John fundamentally has been able to maintain who he is as a person, whereas Aaron has had to essentially reconstruct who she is when she's apart from the society that has been her entire life. So I think that when you get that moment of Crace and Aaron in Nerve where she kind of tells him, I don't want to be you anymore. I don't want to be a peacekeeper anymore. It's just so fundamentally satisfying, you know, Mm -hmm. in like a really gut, gut way. It's a really
1: incredibly powerful moment. And that's another reason I love that episode so much. And we talked about, you know, Aaron having the stronger character arc throughout season one. In contrast, since John is the viewpoint character... He goes through changes, yes, but it's much more subtle in season one and it's more of a I'm living in a new country but I'm still myself sort of thing. He hasn't completely adapted to the uncharted territories. And so his his development is there, but it's a lot it's a lot at a gentler slope, I guess as to say. It's not like a full arc. He hasn't he hasn't gone through a transformation yet. So I would say that's one thing to look forward to in season two, where I think we see the beginning of that transformation, and obviously we'll get into that later. What do you think of the character arcs of other characters, like Dargo or Zan?
0: I like them. I think that the three, Dargo, Zan, and Rigel, I think they kind of have very similar arcs in terms of them adapting to life outside of being imprisoned. Because I think one of the really nice things that Farscape does is it really acknowledges that the three of them were prisoners and that that changed who they were. But now that they're out of prison, it isn't like they get to go back to being who they were before. They each kind of have to adapt a lot like John to like a new world, to them not being in prison, but not being at home either. I think that of the three of them, I really like Zan's character arc the best because I think that she's the one that's had to really grapple Um, you know what? I'm going to change that answer because I think actually I like Dargo. I'll be honest because (laughs) Dargo and Aaron's friendship has just been genuinely fun to watch. And don't get me wrong. They are the best. Oh, God. They're like, uh, they're like the (laughs) BFFs that make my heart sing with happiness.
1: Yes. I love the two of them. Yeah. Well, going back to Zan, though, Zan does have a really nice arc where she does go through this sustained dark period where she has to go back to that place where she was when she was in prison after prison she got herself out of it out of the very dangerous mental dark headspace of where she was a murderer where she really burned her soul essentially and on her path to be a priestess to find inner peace and then we have that period where she's taken back to that place and I think it's what's kind of cool about Zan's arc is that Even though she goes back to that place because she had had that journey as a priest already, you know, that that layer was already there, you know, and that's what sustained her and brought her back out of it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think we get some like real nice cues of that from um, when when John and she share unity and then there's just Mm -hmm. this kind of constant touching back on that, you know, where they're each now seeing a part of each other that they wouldn't have before. Like when John goes to the fake Earth, she kind of reminds him, "You've got a part of me."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the developed relationships between Zan and John is a very nice one, as one, and also in her and Dargo, where they have this understanding of who they were and who they are now, and who are they, who they are becoming. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just been a lot of really nice character moments between between Zan and the others. Mm-hmm. The less so with Aaron. Yeah. They didn't have a whole lot together.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I will put this out there. Like, I think Fem- Farscape is a pretty feminist show, but it does tend to have a lot of problems with having two women talk to each other or two recurring women talk to each other. I think when we get towards Chiana and Aaron, eventually they, they develop a relationship, but that's mostly in season two. So. And I don't even think that's really Mm -hmm. a spoiler. You can kind of see the beginnings of it in season one. But at the same time, I think that Farscape does a lot of relationships really well. And I would say maybe it was just a problem of like the main character being John. So then, of course, John has all the friendships. But that's not really true because Dargo and Aaron develop one of the most interesting friendships on the show. So I think it's just if it were created today, I would hope that Zan and Aaron kind of develop more of a friendship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be something we should pay attention to in season two, because honestly, I don't have a super strong memory of of how their relationship evolves. But that might be something to look out for.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So Taz, what was your least favorite episode this season?
1: You know what? I'm actually going to say Back and Back and Back to the Future. That's the one that gave me the heebie-jeebies. I know that Jeremiah Crichton is often considered the worst of the worst, But it didn't give me the same kind of ooh feeling of oil over my skin that the really awful sexist stuff that was going on in Back and Back and Back 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 into the Future gave me with Matala. So that's what I really disliked about that episode. Mm
0: -hmm. How about you? I think I'm going to say Jeremiah Crichton because I think it was just a sloppy episode, you know? I think that there were so many things that were brought up and dropped in that episode. The writing was so bad. The randomness of like a three-month time jump—that yeah. then they don't ever really, you know, refer to again. <laughs> and also, I think it I don't know the racist stuff in that. I mean, I realize it was unintentional, but that doesn't really make it any better for me.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah, that's not to say Jeremiah Crichton is a good episode by any means. Yeah, no, no, and I mean, yeah, I'm not. That's saying- my second least favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and same here like I like definitely back and back and back to the future is literally like a very very close second you know yeah yeah like it's a photo finish <laughs> <laughs>
1: I always kind of had in my head that Jeremiah Crichton shouldn't have been about him being on the planet. It should have been about him having been gone for three months and come back. And maybe I said this when we did the episode, but you know how in Buffy season two, when she comes back after running away and that's they deal with the fallout? Mm -hmm. That's what I wish we got out of Jeremiah Crichton that we never got.
0: Yeah. There's literally no, there's no denouement in that episode. It just, like, happens. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah. Nothing. Anyway, okay. So, who was your favorite one-off character this season?
1: I'm going to have to say Jelena. Okay. And I say this as someone who, you know, I didn't really dislike her the first time I watched, but it was also the first time I was watching it, and I was a teenager. And, and But seeing her arc in the rewatch was actually pretty cool. She starts out in PK Tech Girl as being... Super loyal to the peacekeepers. She condemns Aaron. She condemns John. And then she has this moment of human connection or, you know, species connection with John. And it fundamentally changes her life. And then she has this connection with Aaron that we get to see at the end of that episode when they're deciding what to do with her. And then it really came out in the hidden memory when the two of them are working together and trying to. She's trying to figure out if she has a place with them. And it's just, it's sad and tragic, but also hopeful. It starts out hopeful and then becomes sad and tragic. And I just really ended up liking her a lot this season. Mm -hmm. And the rewatch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I love Jelena. Uh, I love Jelena. And I think you're right that, I don't know, Like, I I really enjoy the John-Jelena kind of mini arc that we've got going on over those three episodes. But... I also, I just love the contrast of Aaron and Jelena, you know, because they just have, it's so interesting to me that Aaron is kind of technically the one that in their society has more respect and more power and, you know, is cooler. And then but then Jelena gets the life that Aaron can no longer have inside the Peacekeepers. And also just Aaron's smile when she sees Jelena in Nerve, it's like, uh, it gets me every single time. You know, because she's so yeah. genuinely happy to see her.
1: Yeah. But also the role reversal that Aaron and Jelena has, because by the time we get to Nerve and the Hidden Memory, Aaron has what Jelena wants, as opposed to the other way around as it was in PK Tech Girl. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I really like... Okay. So my favorite is going to be Furlough.
1: Oh, I love Furlough, too. Uh
0: I know. I love her so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just love like her entire how like dry she is she's like totally dry she's totally on point she is hilarious and she's just so smart you know I
1: know and it's smart in a very understated way because she's like this kind of bumbling matter-of-fact mechanic but then she's got her eye on what she wants and she knows how to position John so that she can get it yeah and that was just cool
0: I know. I just love, I love Furlough. She reminds me like a little bit of Ed from Cowboy Bebop. But if Ed was like all grown up and actually understood human reactions.
1: Grown up and more focused.
0: Yeah, grown up and more focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love furlough, So <laughs>
1: we haven't talked about Rigel and Chiana yet.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, let's chat about them. Uh, I love Chiana. I think the show would be a much poorer show without her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... She doesn't have a whole lot since she's uh, just joined at the very end of season one. But I think where she really shown was a nerve where she goes down with John and you actually get to see her in action being the knowing distraction, using her body, being very sexual. And that is her comfort zone, honestly. And yet she is still very competent. She goes undercover. She helps Jelena. She gets the job done. And I think that's that's one of the quintessential things about Shiana that that we really got to see in those episodes.
0: Mm-hmm. And also that moment where she looks at Jelena and Jelena is kind of like, does Aaron love John? And Chiana's like, no, he loves you. you know. And there's <laughs> she's like
1: probably lying. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I mean, I a hundred percent think that she's lying. And that's, that's oh, yeah. what I love yeah. about, Ch- about Chiana is we don't get very many other characters that are that good at reading people. I mean, essentially, she's kind of like Jack Harkness, except, mm-hmm. you know, instead, she's awesome and a teenage Nabari. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not dissing on Jack. I like Yeah, Jack. not
0: dissing on Jack. And OK, I want to put this out there. I know I rag on Andromeda, the TV show, like all the time, but I genuinely like it. OK, I like it the same way I like <laughs> Xena, which is like as a guilty pleasure. I watched as a young adult that like has imprinted on me. And that, in retrospect, I'm kind of like, this was not good, but it doesn't make me like it any less. So I want to <laughs> put that out there, okay? Everyone
1: has those shows.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So
1: Rigel, what do you think of Rigel's arc?
0: I am not 100% that Rigel has a character arc this season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but he's so great anyway. Oh, my God. Okay, Rigel is like... He's taking himself super seriously, but that's why it's funny. But he is just hilarious. And I also say that knowing how his character evolves, I can totally see him being super annoying to people watching for the first time. But I just love him to pieces. And I think my favorite Rigel moment is still him pissing explosives and being so proud of it. Oh, yes. And... uh Thank God it's Friday again.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to be my favorite Rigel moment this entire season is when he's talking to Chiana about his offspring. Okay, I'm going to have two favorites because I just thought of another one that I love. Okay, so he's talking to like, Chiana and he's like, I was never at their birth. And anyway, my offspring were tiny, tiny and handsome like their father. <laughs> I'm like, like tadpoles. Oh, my God, I love you. And then also... I'm just completely in love with in through the looking glass, where he gets like he's totally high on whatever air he's breathing, and he just starts making like drinking songs and like laughing, and uh, <laughs> that's like my favorite, Rigel. I
1: mean, he does have that little that little turnaround at the end where he betrays them mm-hmm. to Crace and Scorpius in uh, in the last couple episodes, but I wouldn't say that's a reversal of his position of how he behaves any other time because he's always selfish. He's looking out for number one. He routinely tries to steal other people's things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That was That's another one of my favorite moments when he thinks John is dead and does the Hyderian ritual. he starts taking his
0: boots. Oh my God. I <laughs> yes. love it. I love it when he's like, well, we're going to Wait, different Wait, you're ones. not Hyderian.
1: <laughs> I don't have to Get tell your you own
0: afterlife. Yeah. Oh, uh, Rigel. Yes.
1: yes. So, so, yeah. Rigel's great. Yeah, uh, I don't have a whole lot other to say about that. I think seeing where he goes in future seasons will be interesting because I think he does get more depth as the seasons go on. So that'll mm. be another one to look out for.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely keeping an eye on Rigel for some growth. <laughs> um,
1: Minuscule, but it's there. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean it's still there. And you're right. Like I think that by the end of the series, even when even if you start off being just really annoyed by him, you end up loving him. Because mm-hmm. he becomes kind of like that annoying uncle. You know, you see mm-hmm. it like Thanksgiving and you're like, uh, but also I love you.
1: <laughs> and he smells.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we did get some comments about feelings about this season from Clones Away on Tumblr. We got, I am so weird. I actually liked the idea and kept watching no matter how bad it got sometimes. Jeremiah Crichton was the worst episode I love the first one for many reasons, but you can't go by me because I really did actually enjoy Andromeda Chiana made the made the last half of the season better, and we get a wider plot line, which is nice. It's not just alien slash science problem of the week like Star Trek um yeah, I'd agree with almost all of that, yeah,
1: mm-hmm, and I think that's the the fact that it isn't so serialized I mean they kind of start out that way where there's like alien of the week what's the problem Mm -hmm. but it really does get stronger as a show when it gets more into the continuity of actions have consequences and then what happens next and you still have some of the alien of the week but there's forward progress and forward momentum through all of that and that continues
0: I think that the comparison that I would make with Farscape and Star Trek is that it's a lot like Law and Order versus The Wire, where Star Trek feels a lot like Law and Order in that it's a really well-written, really tight show, but that each episode is kind of self-contained, except for the rare two-parters, whereas Farscape is a lot like The Wire, where it's really well-written and the characters feel like real people who have problems and make mistakes and then at the same time every single episode depends on the episodes that came before and there's no kind of like there's no kind of like episode where oh john breaks his back but in the next episode he's fine you know it mm-hmm. all is kind of yeah very continuous
1: and you know what's interesting about season one of farscape too is I just mentioned they do have these Alien of the Week episodes at the beginning before they kind of finally find their groove. But the show writers actually make use of all that eventually. I think there's very few episodes that you could cut entirely that don't are not echoed later on. I mean, you don't have to watch them necessarily to enjoy the rest of it, but... Mm-hmm. There are references to those episodes later on. And I think that's just kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes the whole show really hang together well. And I'm sure all of it was done after the fact. Like, it was definitely not planned.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for certain. But it just shows that, you know how you can tell when showrunners and showwriters genuinely like the thing that they are working on? Because mm-hmm. they remember things about it. That's how you feel with, with Farscape, is that everybody involved really, really likes the show. Yeah. All right, so another comment we got was from Pipsqueak216, and she said, uh, oh, sorry, and she or he said, I think my favorite moment of season one is when Aaron experiences rain for the first time. It's such an innocent and sincere moment, and I just love it. And I like what y'all pointed out about her probably living on a ship her whole life, because she does say that she's been on hundreds of Leviathans. So I agree with that.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of really good moments in a human reaction and the rain moment really is pretty awesome. Yeah. It's iconic. You know, it's like one of the iconic moments that you see referenced a lot in fanfic. Mm-hmm. So I think you're not alone in enjoying that moment a lot.
0: Yeah. And I think that Aaron in season one in general, she just gets more of these like just deeply. sebation deeply um, fun moments, you know, And it's not like Mm -hmm. the rest of the series is incredibly dark. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have watched it. (laughs) But at the same time... The show is pretty funny for how dark it is. Right? I know. And it's like a good balance of that, I think. But so I think in Mm -hmm. season one, like especially, Erin just gets more moments of like genuine delighted smiles, you know, like the rain Mm -hmm. moment. All right. And we also have from Firecat88. She said, I just watched Nerve for the first time in years last night. Ye gods and little fishes, the feels. Also, it's been a while since this show, despite being one I saw years ago, has given me such feelings of how are they going to get out of this one?
1: Oh my God, watching Nerve again and the rewatch, I had forgotten like the checkpoint with the DNA handprint and stuff. And it was just like, how is he going to get out of that? And I know he gets out of it because I've seen the show before. But the tension and the pacing was so spot on that even even me rewatching it kind of knowing what was going to happen it was just amazing it was a genuinely good experience to rewatch it again
0: yeah I will definitely echo that because I had this feeling throughout the whole thing of like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next what's gonna what's who's gonna do what how are they gonna you know and and like and like you said Taz like I've seen this episode I mean granted I re- I watched it years ago. But it's I think it's just a testament to the quality of the show that even if you've seen it before, you are still enticed by it, you're still interested in what happens. There are some shows that like I have very fond memories of and then I rewatch them and I like remember everything and I'm like, "Oh, I I know what happens." And then you just turn it on in the background. But um mm-hmm. this is one where I've I've really had to like keep both eyes on the screen. At all times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Taz, what are you looking forward to in season two? Spoiler free.
1: Okay. No spoilers. I will say this up front. Season two is probably my favorite. I know that can be a little controversial sometimes, but season two is amazing. One of the things I love about it is we learn more of the backstories of more characters. For instance, uh, we get a little bit more about Pilot And it's just, that's one of the best episodes of the season. I'm really looking forward to that one. I'm looking forward to the new villain, Scorpius, and how he changes the game. Because Scorpius is just so scary and such a delightful villain. He's all this quiet, patient intensity. And it really, really plays out amazingly in season two. So those are the two things I'm looking forward to the most. What are you looking forward to?
0: Um, I am definitely looking forward to more character development. I think that, I mean, yes, pilot also, but I think that all the characters reached this really interesting point at the end of season one, and not just in terms of oh my god, what what are they going to do next? <laughs> like, how are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. But also in terms of just their relationships with each other, because I keep going back to that moment in Genesis. Uh, mm-hmm. What was it called?
1: Exodus from Genesis.
0: Yeah, in Exodus from Genesis, where Aaron is like, I don't, you know, what are we supposed to be? Friends? Family? I don't want to be any of that. You're stupid. I hate you. (laughs) And and to this point at the end where they are all without condition, without second thoughts, without anything, essentially on the same page about saving each other. And I think that that makes it real strong. So I can't wait to see how they develop from there. Because mm-hmm. once you become a family, the links you will go to to save your family are, they make for really good TV. They do. And then also, I am a lot more interested, yeah, Scorpius, you called it, I think that having a villain <laughs> that's actually scary kind of moves it from an, a show that could be episodic to a show that's not, you know? Mm-hmm. Because if you have if you have a villain that's not super scary, then you can have episodes that are not about that villain in some way. But once mm-hmm. you have a villain that's genuinely frightening and genuinely a threat, you can't really do it. You you know, pretty much you have to have a show where every episode matters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we will also be continuing The Wardrobe Watch Yep. in season two. And we're excited about that because there's lots of leather. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and yeah. Season
1: two. Season Here two. Come.
0: Here we come. All right. We'll have the next episode up for you on Friday. If you have any comments or if you wanted to add your favorite season one moments, hit us up. We're at Firescape Friday podcast at gmail.com. We also have Farscape Friday podcast Tumblr. Um, we have a Twitter, which is Farscape Fry. Uh, are we anywhere else? Dream with. Firescape Farscape Friday podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you like if you like the show. It helps other people find us. So we will see you next week. Take care.